Hi, and welcome to Thinking Out Loud. This is Mariana. And Elizabeth. Hi. Hey, how's it going? It's going okay. Happy Friday. Back to regular podcasting schedule of sorts. Yes. Except that next week is Christmas, but you know. But you know. (laughs) Well, and yeah, two weeks in a row, I, I think that's pretty regular, you know. I know. I, I mean, with a newborn baby, we're going to call that regular. <laughs> yeah. And if you hear him in the background, I do apologize. Sometimes he, he's, he's uh, learned his voice a little bit as he's exploring with that. So, you know, yesterday at four o'clock in the morning, he was, oh, oh, <laughs> I was like, um, it's not morning. <laughs> You're like, well, you, I need to teach you, son. Yeah, so it's still wor- we're still working on the night and day concept. But then again, with our five year old, <laughs> we're still working with the night and day. She'll wow. wake up at three thirty and say, "It's a sunny day," and we say, "Not yet. It's not. <laughs> Ooh, she's it's like, a dark, dark night." Fortune night. teller. <laughs> yeah. She's. But like, that was but her it's going to be sunny. <laughs> well, and that was her way of asking, "Is it morning yet?" You know. Aww. It's a sunny day? No. No, not yet. <laughs> so how are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah? I'm yeah. Yeah. It's one of those weeks. I mean, I, I it was my birthday last week. Yes, so, like, on the show. Kind of, she yeah. hid it from us listeners. I don't think I, I meant to hide it, but I guess I did. Um yeah. Well, and but. I wasn't caffeinated enough to catch it. I did know it was your birthday, but so what did yeah, you do? So, um, mostly um, just hung out with people and, and ate food. We tried to we tried to cook falafel on my actual birthday, which was that Friday. Um, we tried to make homemade falafel, and it was kind of a disaster. Um, I've only made it successfully once, I'll have to say. We've made it successfully once since then, but uh, the first attempt was was not good. It kind of dissolved into the oil instead of frying into little yes. balls. Yes. Um, so we were like, well, okay then let's go buy falafel. Um, and then, um, then like the next day had brunch with people in San Francisco and then went to see, um, this show and I'm going to say the name wrong. It's called Odesio or Odesio. I forget how they say it exactly, but it's like Cavalia with horses. No, Cavalia, not Cavalia is still with horses. It's like Cirque du Soleil with horses. <laughs> Sorry. Um, nice. But yeah, it was super cool um, to go and like see that because it's a really big production um, and they have some really talented writers and then um, horse people just on the ground and then their uh, their effects are beautiful. It was really, really pretty. Um, so I was busy doing that kind of stuff all weekend. That's um, so fun. Yeah, so, it was really cool. So do, have you been to see the new Star Wars? No, so we can't talk about it yet. Um, I'm not going until Christmas Day, I think. Um, mostly oh, wow. Because I just really didn't want to fight the crowds. It's not my fun thing to do. And Davis, like most of our students went home last week because this is a university town. So like half the right. year, it's like three times the population. But um but so all the students went home, so it might not be as crowded, but it just like I didn't go last night and then I'm like super busy all this weekend too. So it just wasn't going to happen. And I'm sure that Sam will say that this makes me not a true fan, but, um, but, but that's just how it is. And so I'm giving it 
a little space and then I'll get back to it. Um, go see it. Hopefully. Well, it, by that time, Sam will have seen it like three times. So, okay. Well, <laughs> does that mean he likes it? Yes. Good. Yay. I can safely I say yes. True. Yes. Good. <laughs> and then I'm he's so taking, he's taking Mary Hudson, just the two of them on Saturday to see it too. Oh, how cute. So he had a, he had a good reason for going, you know, he wanted to make sure, cause actually this um, one is rated PG 13. Oh, so um, he had to go approve. He it had first. to go, <laughs> and then his other friend, who has a daughter who's Mary Hudson's age, had to go with him. Oh yeah, yeah it's horrible. And then his other thread exactly. friend, who has eighteen months triplets, they ha- he had to go too to check it out. <laughs> yeah, it was a, definitely a you know fathers really needed to be involved in that. I'm sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, I tried to but, convince him to take Ben with him last night, but no go. Oh, that would have been so awesome for his first movie. Right? <laughs> I think... It can still be his first, first movie? movie later. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what my first movie was. I have no I, I have no idea. I feel like my, my parents talked about it, but like I want to say E.T., but I feel like that's too late for me. Well, Sam um, was born the year the first... Star Wars. So was I. So yeah, yeah episode yeah, no, four. So ET is definitely too late for me because I was eighty-two. I would have been five years old already, and I saw Jaws in three D when I was three years old. So oh my gosh, um, what? Yeah, that's you know, parents checking to make sure a movie is appropriate for before their kid sees it. My dad didn't so much do that with Star Wars. I mean, with um, well, he didn't do it with Star Wars, and he didn't do it with um, with with Jaws. So, yeah. Well, we've recently been showing the kids 80s movies. And so E.T., you know, Laura Cooper at five, which she was a little bit scared still. But, yeah, I mean, it's not bad. But goodness, um, some of the other ones, like the Gremlins, I was like, oh my no, gosh. We, what is this? This is not P- – 80s PG is not 2015 that PG. movie was traumatizing. I was like, what is this movie? He's like, you've never seen it? I was like, no, I saw E.T., Flight of the Navigator. That's another one we're That's a good one. I like that yeah. one. And it's not too too scary, yeah. But it's, it's kind of intense. freaky in a different way, you know? Yeah, it's a little intense in places. But, but I was like, what? <laughs> and I think there's something about Star Wars that it's set in a different, you know, world. Like, literally a different world that right. it makes it not as scary for kids. Maybe. At least for our kids. Um, E.T., it was like they came to hit their house, you know? So that was the part that was a little bit... Right. Well, so, like, the, the thing with... My, like, with the Jaws um, is, like, I saw Jaws in 3D when I was three years old. It basically, like, screwed me forever of being able to swim in deep water. Right. Um, ever. It doesn't matter if it's – I mean, I don't mind it in a pool now, right? But when I was a kid, I was like, there could be sharks in this pool. Um, yeah. <laughs> but as I an mean, adult, like, water. now, like, if I'm in the ocean and I can't see at least – 50 yards around me, like so clear, crystal clear water, I get, I get nervous. And that's like just up to my waist even. I'm like, I'm sorry, there could be sharks in this water. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so when they took me to see, I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater when I was a kid and um, they hid my eyes for the, the part where Luke falls in the pit and like has to fight the, I forget the monster's name. This is how good of a 
Star Wars fan. I'm not. Oh, I don't um, know that one as well either. Cause I, we tend to watch the same ones it. over and over again. So, yeah. But anyway, so he, when he was fighting that monster, like my parents hid my face cause they thought that was going to be too scary. So isn't that the, interesting the though? Those, yeah. Those things that, you know, we hear as kids or we experience as kids that really mess us up for the rest of our lives. Uh huh. I think about the number of people, adults that I have worked with or I have met that don't think they're good readers or writers because their first grade teacher told them that. I'm like, right, right. But you were seven, you know, or you were six. Right. And those things that, you know, traumatize us. And I'm, I'm looking at, um, you know, this five week old that we have. And I'm like, what am I going to do to screw you up? You know? <laughs> It's going to be something that you're going to talk about on a podcast years (laughs) later. Or to your therapist. (laughs) Or to your therapist that I'm going to have messed up in some way. You know, I think accepting that fact straight up as a parent is just good. You know, you just are able to move forward. But there's so many things that we get worked up about because of things that we experience like young. Mm -hmm. It's true. And... Um, especially because you're still forming your identity. Um, well, and I think about the authors I've worked with and, and some of the, some of them who are, who get so worked up about a bad review or, you know, someone being rude or something like that. And I'm going, yeah, that has to do with other issues that are going on that you have to kind of work through too, you know? Right. Because when you put yeah. yourself out there, like we were talking about last week as an author, you also put out, you know, all your insecurities and all your fears and all of these kind of vulnerabilities that surface yeah. maybe unexpectedly. Well, and I think, um, I feel like, I feel like Stephen King talked about this in, on writing. I can't remember now. I'm pretty sure he did. And I'm, I know other people have written about this too, but like there's a point in your writing where it's too, it's too soon to share it. So it's kind of like the same thing as like those formative yeah. years of, you know, you're growing up. Um, it's the same thing with your writing where like you haven't had enough time to spend with it to to mold it and to shape it and if you put it out for um opinions for criticism for acceptance um too soon um then you're it's going to m- make it become malformed because you get other people's like feedback and opinions that don't really um, they're not going to edify it. They're not going to help you grow and become stronger. They're going to um, add into your identity as a writer of, oh, you know, I can't do description well, or, oh, I'm really bad at dialogue, or, oh, I'm not a good writer because X, Y, Z, you know, instead of like recognizing that you, like, it's still an early stage. And if you go back and work on it more, then you, you may be good at description. You just haven't revise that section enough yet so but there are sharks in the water when you release your writing out exactly, into the world right exactly there are scary sharks yeah I by think the way i just looked it up it's a rancor that's the name of that beast oh rancor. The, <laughs> for whatever that's worth oh yeah are there rancors in the universe whatever you want to say exactly. sharks in the water rancors in the pit <laughs> you know it all works exactly well, and I think that's one of the things that sometimes happens with writers is you can share it too soon, but you can also wait too long. So you're completely well, disconnected and disassociated with the writing. And so 
you have no vested interest. So it is a balancing act. You know, you have to have the the right amount of distance from the writing, but also the right amount of passion too. Yes. Because it's yes. got to, you, you've got to have the uh, oomph to stick with it because writing is difficult. So <sighs> I'll just share a little bit. You know, I was working on this manuscript for NaNoWriMo that I made, I don't know, I got like 18,000 words or something like that. Mm. Um, but I just worked on that more and realized that it's actually two separate works. And so I'm now writing two books. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's fun. And I, I actually, I need to tell Stacy this because, um, I don't know. Because if you, that happened to her. I remember you saying yeah, that. Yeah. The editing, <laughs> you know, I was like, you've got a book inside this book I've realized. And <laughs> so, but I haven't, you know, speaking of being, having the writing be too close to you, I haven't even shared that with her yet and been, been like, see, it happens. <laughs> but she might also say, yeah, but it happened to you way before you were editing. And I was like, eh, well, yeah, that's a good point. But well, but I think that's because you knew what to look out for at the time. Again, Stacy, I mean, she's been writing for a while, right? But she's a new author. So like, she, and, and honestly, it's not even about being a new author or not a new author. It's It's more about just like, you know, getting some perspective from your work. And sometimes you just don't see that kind of thing. You're just writing. Well, and seeing the potential for being a multi-book author instead of a one-book author, you know, that's the other thing is, okay, yes, you're going to attract a really good audience here. And then if you take this stuff and put it into a new book, then, you know, you're going to continue to um, connect with that audience in some way. So it's true. And for me, that's what I was trying to figure out. Okay, what is my audience here? Okay, what is my audience here? Okay, well, then this chunk needs to go over here to this audience and not here right. to this audience. <laughs> exactly. And, and so that was that was good clarification at, you know, 1130 at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was typing you know, away. I mean, congratulations for seeing it before you had to extract it even more so. Yeah, so now I have two manuscripts that are sitting at 10,000 words each. <laughs> but that's okay. Right. <coughs> Excuse me, coughing. Um, uh, do you have, like, a deadline on those, or is that just something that, like, it's out there you're working on for you? And These are the books that um, Sam says I have to write because I'm 30. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that's interesting, Sam. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I have four more months to complete it because I'll turn 31, you know. Okay. No, these are the these are the books that are kind of associated with my professional life and, you know, that are the kind of things that people ask me to write about or to speak about in some way. And so once you get to a certain number of those you know, requests, it's kind of like, oh, I should write something about this. You know, people might buy it because mm. they're asking me to come comment on this in some way. Yeah. Cool. Well, that Yeah. Sounds- so I don't know if memoir is the right word or if it's reflections. It's probably theological reflection because it does have to do with my work as a pastor. So. Yeah. There might be a little memoir I- in it. You could probably pitch yeah. it that way too. When you have to sell it. <laughs> I know, right? That's cool. But so you're not like somebody's not waiting on this to be submitted. It's just you writing it. Oh, and, and my husband, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. 
Yes. Industry-wise, he's not no. he's not technically your industry. No. Professional waiting for you to hand in a manuscript. He just wants you to publish it. Mhm. Yeah, and so that's one of the things I'm working on too. Is okay, what to include, what not to include. Um, cool. And I think the separation has given me good clarification, but one of these is based on the short story that I submitted that I never heard anything else about. So, okay. That was kind it's of the first an unusual thing in the publishing industry to not hear. So It's not an unusual thing in the professional industry now. I mean, you can apply for jobs and never hear back whether your resume was accepted, whether it was received or anything anymore. And I don't right. know what that what is that? I don't um, it's a, because it's rude. That's the what overwhelm. it is. I, I think it's because of the overwhelm. Yeah. You know, it's because. Right. But how hard is it to set up an automatic email? Yeah. But then all that tells you is that your, your email hit an inbox. It doesn't actually tell you if anybody like opened it or if they, you know, if, if the formatting worked or, you know. Like any number of things. So, but still, that would be a little bit more comforting, you know? That's possible. All I know is that it didn't bounce back, you know, to my inbox. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know that there's, it's overwhelming. And, but I, I, because of what I do and because of what I've experienced, I try to be really clear in communications with people and say, um, Sorry, that's Willie. I know. I was like, that's your dog today. <laughs> I know. that It must be the UPS truck or the FedEx truck. He hates those both. That's um, funny. That's the only time he barks is at those trucks. <laughs> and if the doorbell rings, that too. But usually those you are know. connected in some way. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's one of the things I try to be really purposeful about at Harrelson Press mm. to say, okay, here, uh, like I just accept, I just received a manuscript to say, Hey, I received your manuscript. Your manuscript is under review, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I allow myself five to seven business days to respond back in a different way to that, you know? And yeah. that might be your manuscript is still under review because <laughs> sometimes it takes longer than that, but well, I mean, that's an understatement, <laughs> you know, like I have been reading some stuff out there, literature that's out there um, on the webs about the submission process. And, you know, for a lot of people following up a month, two months, just, just to say, hey, are you looking at this? You know, like it, it's not unheard of. That's, that's what people do. So like what you're doing is above and beyond um, and awesome. But that's Yeah, that's what we're trying to do at Harrelson Press. We're trying to do things differently. But I don't have a hundred manuscripts coming in. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or a thousand. Which right. is, I feel like the the pile that, the, that a lot of um, more mainstream, I'm going to call them, uh, people are. Bigger, like just under, yeah. It's just, yeah, there. It's, it's a huge pile. So, but I mean, I guess in that case, that's when you hire interns. Like, right? I was right. An that's what I'm saying. The slush pile. But, anyways, and I think there are ways that you can do it that work even on a greater scale. But at the same time, 
okay, so say you're getting a thousand manuscripts, that's fine. Then, you know, make it, I'm going to accept these from September to December. Like that's all we're going to accept manuscripts. And anytime you get any other manuscripts, send an email that says, we don't accept manuscripts except September through December. And I do that when I get book pitches because, you know, I respond back and I say, I would love to see a full manuscript, but we don't accept anything but full manuscripts, you know? So you can set up uh, contingencies that allow you to, you know, weed through if you wanted to say that, say it that way, but conditions that allow you to review them in a way that works for your organization or your timeline. Right. I think it is possible. I think, I think a lot of people uh, let themselves off the hook by saying, oh, well, everybody has, doesn't ever hear something. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean you shouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. Don't let yourself off the hook so easily. I think because there are sharks in the water, you know, people are giving you their heart and soul and it's, for me, it's a respect thing. Yeah. I hear that. I, I mean, you know, personally, I respond as quickly as possible to people as well, but, and I want to be responded to as quickly as possible, but. Exactly. But it's not always what happens. No, and it can't always be helped. You know, we all have things in our lives that um, take us away for a period of time, but. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about the book that we just, you know, we just published a book last week. Yes. At Harold's Press. Book, right? new, it is a picture book, uh, yeah. a new picture book, but from a new author who we've been working on this for a long time. Yeah. So it's super exciting. And I was thinking about her. There's been a couple of times that our timelines have gotten messed up for her sake and then for my sake too. So she emailed because I was working on it up until the point that, you know, we went into labor and working yeah. on some of the format formatting stuff and really hoping I could get it up on the Kindle store before um, little man arrived. However, that didn't happen that way. So she emailed me (laughs) about a week later and she was like, "Um, so you said it was going to be up last week. And I was like, yes, I'm so sorry. We had our baby in the middle of it. (laughs) I was like, it is almost done. I promise you it is almost done. That's awesome. There you go. That's Ben's birth book, I guess. (laughs) Oh, Maybe it's but about those kinds uh, of things, plants, right? About, about the plants? flower, about a flower. Yeah. The plant yeah. cycle. Yeah. So maybe he'll be a botanist. Maybe he will. <laughs> Although now I'm thinking of that book. Signature of all things. Me too. That's exactly where go. I went. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll study mosses his whole life. Oh, yeah. And so our book exchange, I think it's gotten held up. And I think it's probably my fault because I don't think I've uh, sent the next one. So you sent to Stacy, right? Yes, definitely. Okay, so I know who Stacy has to send it to. I just have to get I have to look and see if I ever send an email. (laughs) Gracious. (laughs) So our book exchange is going on. You can still sign up at thinking.fm. And yes, you never know. You I mean, should. the thinking religion people might just slip one of their books in. You got to be careful about those guys. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> I feel about that. Religious propaganda being sent around the. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> A little. I was going to say. 
<laughs> uh, or they can ju- they can just send the source, right? That'll keep every. That's the only book you would get in the book exchange <laughs> because it's so freaking long. It is long. I still haven't finished that book. I know. I know. Well, what are you reading? What am I reading? Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm getting distracted now from about the book exchange. <laughs> well, so I'm reading. That book about ravens that I can never remember the name of. I'm just going to put that in the show notes. The book about ravens. <laughs> Not the one Elizabeth is writing. The one she is reading. The Bernd Heinrich, Heinrich book, um, Ravens in Winter. And um, I'm reading 500 Ways to Write Harder by Chuck Wendig. It was Ooh. one of the um, one of the books on the writing craft that um, – I got for free through Nano. So, oh, right. Um, I forgot that. I'm still mad about that. <laughs> you can't be mad about that. Sure you can. You got free books and I didn't. <laughs> I did a lot of stuff for those free books. Don't I matter. went to a lot of write-ins, which was actually really good for me because I did a lot of writing um, because I was like, hey, I'm here and these other people are going to write too. So let's write. But um but yeah, so I'm, I'm reading that now and it's interesting. Um, and again, this is one of those, uh, one of those reasons that you should really like pay attention to what you're sharing on the internet, but like his book that he sells for, I don't know how much it sells for on, um, Amazon right now. I'm sure it's somewhere between like two ninety nine and 99 cents, I guess. I'm guessing. I, is I this the 250 things you should know? No, this one is 500 Ways to Write Harder. Oh. Um, but anyways, he it's all – it's like compiled from blog posts. Yeah. So I think that's super cool that like, you know. Well, that book, uh, the Seth Godin book that you sent me, that was compiled from blog posts too. Right. But I'm just saying for like authors that are out there, just be aware that like you can repurpose your material. So – and keep writing. You know, that's the thing yeah. is if you're, yes, work on a manuscript if you want to, but I'm definitely going to be pulling for um, some of my blog posts on the works that I'm doing. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's um super fun and obviously Chuck Wendig, so it's highly irreverent, um, but he makes some really good points. It's one of those, like there are some books on writing that I read and like I have a notebook that, you know, where I write down quotes and take notes and stuff as I, as I read through it. Um, but like this one, I feel like every, every few lines I'm writing something else down. I'm like, Isn't oh yeah, that funny? yeah, yeah, this too. Oh yeah, 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 this too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good stuff. That is good stuff. Well, I just finished Dead Wake, which is the Eric Larson book. And oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> I, I talked about that, didn't I? That I was nearing yes. the end. And I was like, please don't have these people die. Even though historically <laughs> I know they do. That's not a spoiler. Like it's a historic event. Right. Um, and you don't know which of the characters die. The other thing I finished <laughs> was Water for Elephants. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. You need to read it. You liked it. I really oh, did. It's on my list. It really, that's I a, mean, it's on that's my a feel literal good list. One. That's a feel-good one. Cool. At some Someday, perhaps I will actually get to it. Like, yeah, exactly. Where other people are under piles of 
submitted manuscripts, I'm under piles of books I want to read. Well, yeah, but I think for me, you know, reading, this is one of the reasons because I had finished like three, two or three books in a short Mm -hmm. amount of time, just because they ended up that way. But that's one of the reasons I started on my manuscripts again, because I was like, no, I think I I can do this, you know? And I think that's one of the things that reading, you know, it makes us be able to get into the deep end of the pool and be like, oh, this is a pool, not an ocean. Okay. There are sharks here. (laughs) well yeah I mean reading definitely um it informs your writing and it um it inspires you too because you're like oh hey I can I can do that I can tell a story that way um yeah and I have a story worth telling you know it's mm -hmm. as interesting as this one yeah so that's really cool it's um in in Gabriella's three pillars of do-it-yourself MFA um it's reading with a purpose. Yep. So we'll link that in the show notes too. You should definitely do that. And well, yeah, I hate to I hate to be writer. short, but I can hear my my baby crying. You should <laughs> probably go see that baby. I should. And <laughs> for our listeners, we probably will take a, a break next week and then yeah. we'll be back at it. Sounds we're good. nearing, we're at 94, we're nearing the 100th episode, which is going to be a party. So just you <laughs> And wait. there will be babies and there will be dogs and it will be massive. I mean, everybody's going to be on here. Yeah. <laughs> the 100th episode. Yep, so make sure you check back with us. You know, I used to be an elementary school teacher and the 100th day of school was a big deal. So, I mean, I have some stuff planned. Awesome. Sounds good. <laughs> Well, if people want to find you, even between now and Christmas, where would they yeah. find you? You can find me on the web at www.writingrefinery.com. Um, if you sign up there for my email list, you'll get occasional emails from me with um, tips and pointers and um, musings on being an author. And then you'll also get um, you'll get updates and, and if you need to talk to me about any of your manuscript issues and we can figure out what your writing needs and how to make it, make it shine. So, and you can also find me on random social media, um, outlets at writing refinery. Um, so check me out. Yeah. And if you want to talk about manuscripts, um, or the submission process, the publishing process, even the people I know in the publishing industry, uh, feel free to give me a email, a shout out via the web. Harrelsonpress.com, Harrelson Press on Facebook, and at Harrelson Press on Twitter. I hope you have a lovely holidays. Thank you. You too. Enjoy some reading and writing. <laughs> Everybody. We should all Everybody. be Everybody. <laughs> and we'll Yay. see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.